Welcome back to the Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by Tom Williams, MassQ's January Featured Educator. Tom is a social studies teacher at Bay Path Regional Vocational High School in Charlton. Uh, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's really great to be here to talk tech. Yeah, and history too, right? This is the <laughs> two great things. Intersection of my life here, uh, high school Jupiter history. And jelly. Yeah, high school history and and technology. So you teach freshmen through seniors, which I has got to yeah. be that's got to be a trip. It's different, you know. It's it's fun to see the growth of students. Yeah. you know, coming in as open, uh, you know, cautious, nervous freshmen with full of energy, but they don't know where they're going. To seniors that are more set in. I know this is my life. You know, this is what it's going to be. It's, yeah. it's fun to see that growth in students. Yeah, and and I would imagine as they explore the the pathways, the vocational side, they, there are changes that happen there too. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a cool dynamic to be in a vocational school, a yeah. technical high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, you are the featured educator of the month for MassQ mm. for January. Um, yeah. t- tell me a little bit about that. What? How did you get? How did you get that phone call? That email. <laughs> Uh, I got the email because I have a wonderful tech director um, and he nominated me. He's outstanding. He's been my partner in crime since he started here. You know, he has ideas. I have ideas. We work together and we find a way for the school to get the funding or the resources to get those things. And we try stuff out and uh, it's been really great to work with him. And he nominated me and, you know, I got that email and it it was just a perfect timing day. It was, you know, right before a holiday break. Yeah. And, uh, it was it was a nice surprise. It was nice to receive the recognition. And MassQ was such an awesome organization that uh, you know it, it meant even more coming from an organization like that. So it was cool. It was yeah. really cool. And your tech director is, is it TJ Karen? It is TJ. Yeah, yeah. it's it's our boy TJ. I've been trying to get TJ on the podcast. He's elusive. Yeah, yeah. He's he's tough <laughs> to pin down for anything. Yeah. Well, it's that. it's the quiet electric car, right? Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> so exactly what it is. So if you were to commit a crime with TJ. TJ would be the person to commit the crime with, right? Like he, he's got the quiet getaway. He's got the quiet persona. Um, we could maybe include that as part of your Gotham City lesson. Oh yeah, he could be a character in the lesson. Yeah, in the future. yeah. I could somehow tie him in. Yeah, as a suspect. Maybe. Yeah. So, so uh, before I bash TJ any further, and I, he's got plenty to say about me. <laughs> he's a great, great guy um, and an awesome tech director. You've got this lesson plan that's sampled on um, the MassQ yeah. website for the Featured Educator of the month of January uh, about sort of a, a crime that occurs in Gotham City adjacent to Batman, sort of content adjacent with Batman? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd and- um, That's okay, this is a safe superhero. space. This is a safe Thank space. Thank you, I'm glad to know that, that those <laughs> exist. And uh, I teach criminal justice with seniors and you know I've always done some sort of kind of murder mystery, but it's been very bland and very watered down because of the limitations of what I could do with students. You know, so I was doing stuff like teaching them how to fingerprint using pencils and, uh, you know, doing almost like a Mad Libs, here's the crime, you just kind of fill in the blanks. And it never really hit the mark. And what we have now for resources uh, in the school that I I teach in is just groundbreaking with, I, I had an idea, I've always had an idea of how I wanted to do something, but I knew it wasn't possible until this year where I knew like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I know it can be done. Like, I know I can make these things. I know I can, I have this idea to uh, interview suspects. So I'm a, I'm a detective that's interviewing suspects, but the suspects are all me, but they don't sound like me. So, you know, great platform, Soundtrap. I was able to use that and record all my uh, interviews with suspects who possibly committed the murder. And it's all me interviewing myself, but I was able to 
you know, the voices sound nothing like me. It sounds like a female voice. It sounds like someone with a deep voice. I have one voice uh, that's all auto tune. Uh, and it's, it's great. Cause you know, I yeah. didn't have to um, rely on anyone else to record any of the stuff. I could just, I had the idea and I could just record it whenever I had the time. Um, and then using Canva to create digital evidence like murder weapons uh, with blood splatter. And I used Canva to create some video. I used Adobe Premiere Pro uh, to create some video. OBS, you know, I used that too. Um, Microsoft Flip, Flip a little I used as well um, and put the whole thing together. Uh, and in the end, students, after analyzing all the evidence, they create their own crime board, you know, like the red string crime boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cheesy. Um, but I made a template on Canva because you can make anything on Canva. Yep. And in the end, they have their own crime board where they create their own suspects uh, or their own. Um, there's this really cool website called This Person Does Not Exist. You type that in and you'll get an image of a person that's not a person. Okay. They look like a real person, but yep. they're not. So I gave them the suspects. I gave them the backstories, but I wanted them to create what the person looked like, which was a lot of fun because in my head, you know, I knew what like all my suspects looked like. But their final result when they passed in their crime boards was like, that's what you think that character looks like. That's what you thought that character looks like. Yeah. like it was just so fun to see like their creativity come to fruition, like what they had in their mind as they read or they listened to my interviews and they came up with. And in the end, it was it went great. Students had a blast. They, it, yeah. was, it was like they were doing a live action clue game but with with more like nerd to it you know a lot more fun kind of nerd and yeah i heard a lot of comments from students saying oh i've listened to every interview and i've looked at every piece of evidence at least 10 times but i feel like i have to do it another 10. like they were just that into it you know but they really wanted to check out all the because i like i think when i know who did it, i got to narrow it down to two but i'm not really sure i gotta go through all the evidence one more time yeah and that to me that's that's learning like that that's yeah fun, you know? yeah that's and a great like the, those primary sources, right? To take it to the history side, right. those are the primary sources. Do you have kids doing the same thing for the Mayflower Compact? Right. I, yeah, I could. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, that technology is there. Yeah. But like the the idea that they're so engaged in this topic, like they got they dove into it so much. How do we then like use that for you know some of the pieces that you and I look at and we're like, oh, the Mayflower Compact, oh, oh, you know, yeah. oh the you know the the Treaty of Versailles, which Treaty of Versailles? <laughs> You know, like how the do we? Personalities, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no student pronounces it correctly. Oh, never, first, never once. Six times. Never once. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, but, you know, I, I could, I could do stuff like that, and um, I mean, this, this, this one assignment at Gotham. Uh, I can't imagine how much time it took. Yeah, it, it took, it took me two months, but it wasn't two months of like that's all I did for two yeah. months. It was like I got five minutes here. I've got you know yeah, ten minutes yeah. here. I've got, um, but you know, not as invested in that is. I love that point. Like, how do you make something like the Versailles Treaty or the Mayflower Compact exciting? Because they're not yeah, really. I right, mean, right. Historically, they're so significant and they're important in telling the the full story of what happened yep. in humans' culture and in human history. But how do you make that interesting? And I've I've moved to you know a very digital design platform. So I'm a history teacher, but what I teach is skills. I, I think I look at myself as that way. Like I'm teaching a, a skill base. Uh, history course, uh, freshmen through seniors. I'm teaching them how to navigate the digital world, right? I'm teaching them how to create their own digital content. Uh, I'm teaching them things like, do you know that there's a snip tool that you can use and you can literally take a snip of anything on a screen, you know, like when you're using a computer, like little things like that. Um, and they're so quick. You yeah. know, students yeah, are just yeah. so fast, like show them something once and they not only figure that out, they figured out something that you didn't even figure out. Right. Like how to, like, hey, after you download something from Canva, you can just drag it right into PowerPoint and it'll go right there. You don't have to go into the file folder. Like, oh, I, I didn't know that until yeah. two days ago when you showed me how to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Like in their minds, right? That makes sense. Yeah. 
because they're already like I, I like to talk of it like um the movie The Matrix, Neo. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like students right now, they're all Neo. Yeah. Like every one of them, they're all like born in this computer and it's all they know. And they're yeah. so good. Yeah. They're so good. And yeah. uh, just just you know, to see them get better and better and in many cases like surpass what I can do. Um, just because they have that like instinctual like this makes sense. Let's drag this file and drop it right there. Yeah. And I would think like let's open the folder and let's go to the file and right. let's insert it. And right. it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's how I I've been trying to as you know as best I can make those kind of topics interesting. Is what's the digital way that I can have them create content? Yeah. Right? Because historically, in the same way that you and I were probably taught a lot of reading comprehension. Right. Right. The majority of what we did was memorization and reading comprehension. But there's so many other ways to learn, right? So, um, you know, as an example, instead of doing you know a reading comprehension type of assignment in the traditional way, how about um, I have this assignment I call a photo bomb, where I I find pictures of historical topics like maybe the signing of the Mayflower Compact, and I have the picture and I put that into a PowerPoint, and what students have to do is they have to have a picture of themselves. So they take a selfie of themselves. I have a green screen in the classroom. Take a selfie of themselves, and then they insert themselves into that picture. So it looks like they were there at the signing of the Mayflower Compact. Yeah. And then the knowledge content that they get from that is they insert audio files explaining. You know, I give them questions, guiding questions and rubrics like what was the Mayflower Compact all about and what was significant about it, historically speaking and what, what, you know, what was learned by this and you know, whatever it might be. And so now they have the audio file, they have something digital that they created and they have something fun that they created. Yeah. So it's like, I have to do this. Like I have to read through this thing on the right. Mayflower Compact. It's, I get to create this photo bomb where it looks like I'm in the Mayflower Compact. And then they can, in the end, they can save it as a JPEG if they want and they can show yeah. their parents or because it's all digital. So it's there and yeah. they can access whatever they want. So I've been doing that with every assignment that I, I've been doing in the past. I've revamped everything. Yeah. If the majority of students weren't doing it, then let's fix it. Doesn't mean scrap it, but let's let's fix it uh, because there's there's new ways to do things. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I wish I had the opportunity to sit in your classroom or also um, be the teacher that was able to do those things. I stopped teaching prior to COVID, and we talked a little bit about like I mean just the opportunities that have become available yeah. since the COVID pandemic hit. The, the the funding and the the technology that exists and the tools that have been developed and. Um, you guys are a Microsoft school, we are, uh, yeah. So, so it's a little different than what most schools in Massachusetts are. But um, I, I'd like to hear a little bit about the ways that you use Microsoft tools uh, to engage your students, because in a lot of ways it's similar to Google, um, and and a lot of the platforms are sort of mirror images of each other. Uh, but there are some things that Microsoft does that Google doesn't. Yeah. So Microsoft has, I like Google. You know, they have a full education suite, but Microsoft. It's, it's focused around, for me at least, Microsoft Teams. So that becomes the hub where I have all my classes in Teams, all assignments get posted in Teams, everything gets graded in Teams, uh, notifications are put in Teams. They, you know, they have channels with separate content that they can access at any point in time. And so that becomes the hub for everything. Like students come to class, they log into their computers, they go to Teams. And they'll see that something was posted that day. They'll check out the assignment, you know, explain it to them and talk to them. But it's really everything that connects to the Microsoft suite, right? So they something called Microsoft Forms where you can create fun little lessons. Like um, here's a fun vid little video clip. Here's a video clip, I'm gonna put it in this form. And then there's little questions, guiding questions that I can give you right there digitally. And you know, I can show you the video together. If it's a couple minutes, you answer the questions, you submit that, there's an assignment done, right? So it's, it's not that here's the paper, 
answer the questions. Oh, I didn't finish it. Can I finish the homework? You know, it's it, the platform is right there, so we can yeah, work on it together. Yeah. You can submit it here, and then you know you got the assignment done. You get that sense of accomplishment, right. um, and then it connects easily. Um, I use PowerPoint a lot for everything but presentations. I use it for like I was saying the photo bomb assignment. PowerPoint is actually really great. It's it's more sandbox like. Um, that I think people realize yeah, is that yeah. you can create a lot of cool lessons using PowerPoint and PowerPoint just becomes the warehouse for where students incorporate or insert all their information, whether it's audio or video. Um, and that's really cool. Microsoft Stream uh, is their online. It's like their kind of version of YouTube, but not quite because it's just on your server uh, in your organization and you can create videos seamlessly in all assignments. And, and I love doing that instead of writing a two page essay. How about you do a two minute video? Yeah. You know, like yeah. here's your chance, record a video. You're doing the same thing as everyone else, but you're doing it in video form and get creative and right. have some fun with it. Um, and, you know, clearly like, you know, office is uh, the whole office, you know, with, with word and we've, we've used it for many, you know, right. all the teachers we've been using it our entire like high school slash yeah, college. Yeah, class. Yeah. So we're just, we're so familiar. Excel is my grade book that I use. Mm. You know, I have like a gamified grade book. Uh, that I created in Excel. And uh, it just, what I really love about Microsoft is how they're constantly listening to teachers, whether it's through social media or their you know, other feedback platforms, and they're changing things, Yeah, right? It's not this like, oh, we're working on it. Oh, we're going to get to that. It's on our agenda. Um, for them, it's always, hey, we've listened to you and this is something we're going to incorporate. Like I think at one point in time, I sent a tweet saying like, hey, you you updated this platform and now I can't do this and I sent screenshots. And then like within a day, you know, the head of their uh, engineering for, um, it was a PowerPoint stream issue. They said, uh, we'll have it done by the end of the day. Wow. Like. it's great. Like we're work like, like, thanks for bringing that to your attention. We're working on it. Like they totally get it. Yeah. The teachers are saying like, hey, this is something we need. It's gonna make it better. And it, I, I know we're one of the minority schools that have Microsoft, but it's just, it's awesome. The, the stuff that you can do is just so great. Yeah. And students are great with it. They're just as good, if not better than I am with it, which is awesome. And that's always fun too, because you can learn stuff from the kids, like as we were saying yeah. before. And I think back to Flipgrid and learning about Flipgrid in 19, sorry, 19, in uh, 2014. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, 2014, I learned about Flipgrid and I was like, wow, Flipgrid, this is incredible. Man, now we just need to get a webcam somehow. Yeah. Or like, Oh, oh, we got to get subscriptions for for Flipgrid, and then Microsoft yeah. buys them and changes it to Flip, and it's the things that they've done to it in just a short amount of time are incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it's a great platform. One of the things I like to do is I like to um, have students create stickers. So stickers are here's um, a, a picture of uh, uh, any person in history, right? Like Franklin Roosevelt. So here's a picture of Franklin Roosevelt, and they use some digital editing, and they take his mouth out of the picture, and then they insert that picture of Franklin Roosevelt into flip, make it, you know, the size of the recording screen. So the only thing that you can see is their mouth. <laughs> so they, now they're, whatever it is that they're, they're trying to learn about. Now they get to speak that into existence as if they are president Roosevelt yeah. or Eleanor Roosevelt or anyone else. Like yeah. I've, I've been doing that all year and it's, the end result is always hilarious. Yeah, with yeah. St what students come up with it, you know, it's funny. They try to do accents, even though they've never of course. heard person speak ever. They just in their head assume like, oh, I think that his accent sounds like this. So this is, you know, who I'm going to be. <laughs> and it, it's always a home run. It's just, yeah. it's always, yeah. always a home run. Yeah. And Flip just in general has some really cool tools that are uh, a lot of fun to use. Yeah. And, and you, you were a communications major in college. How do you feel as though that has impacted your, your teaching style or, or what you do in your classroom? It completely has. Um, 
but I think it, it laid dormant for a long time, right? Like I graduated in 2001 uh, with a communications major. And in 2001, I didn't have a cell phone. Right. <laughs> you yep. know, like, yep. and when I got a cell phone, it wasn't a cell phone that I could connect to the internet with. You know, that 100% wasn't the case. Yeah. Now it didn't come till years later. In fact, I remember having the conversation with myself saying, why do I need to pay for internet access on my phone? I can just go on a computer and log in. Yeah. I mean, a little did I know, like clearly yeah. you do need it. Yeah. You know, you, you do need that access. It, that seems to be a recurring theme with technology. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Oh, definitely. That people have that, like, why do I need this? Like, why do I need a tablet? Like I already have an, uh, you know, an iPod. Why would I need a tablet? Right, well, right. well, once you had one, you realized you, you did. You know, yeah. Why do I need all these gamified apps? Well, once you start using them, you'll realize you do because yeah. they're awesome. Yeah. They're, they're a ton of fun. Yeah. And and I think a little bit of what we talked about is that the the future of education, we talked a little earlier about the future of education and the kinds of yeah. things that we don't even see coming down the pike that, mm -hmm. you know, the, there was, I read an article today. It was like, a, it was from one of the EdTech magazines. It was, you know, 37 things that we see happening in 2023. And it was you know, data privacy and, and um, you know, student engagement and the kinds of things that you would expect to see. Um, what I didn't see a lot of was a lot of like the big picture thinking like the metaverse is going to come into your classroom, right? Like, like five yeah. years ago before the pandemic, we were like, we couldn't do this job remotely. You couldn't possibly teach remotely. And then we did. Um, right. What do you see? What, what are you in your feeling kind of uh, cold question here unfortunately i apologize for that but like yeah. what kinds of things would you want to see in your classroom in five years in 10 years uh to engage students or to you know that students can create with i love that question because one of the reasons that i've gone so heavy into tech is i believe and i'm sure you're on the same page here with me is that it's not going to revert what we were doing pre-COVID. Like there were limitations pre-COVID with every school I mean, all around the country and in the world. And then COVID hit and we had to do things like teach from home and we figured out how to do it. And from that, we gained a ton of skill. Like we gained a ton of on-job professional development right. that we didn't even know we were going to get. Right. And we figured stuff out. We figured, well, whoa, this is cool. Like this would work in an actual classroom, you know, where students are here. It's kind of working uh, remotely, but it would really work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the floodgates opened. So I like to think of it as right now, kids in kindergarten, right? Students in kindergarten and first grade elementary school, they're doing the tech stuff, right? They're, yeah. they're using Flip, they're, they're using 3D printers, yeah. right? They're using green screens to create content. They're, they're doing all these things. So as they get older, the demand for more of that is going to be there. It's not gonna be less. Yeah. yeah. Students are gonna demand more. Like, um, I try to, I try to convince my colleagues of this all the time. Like there were things that we used to do when I first started teaching that just aren't a thing anymore. Right. Like yep. televisions with VCRs coming into your classroom. Yep. Like when I started teaching, that was a thing. Yep. Roll the but TV that in. Doesn't, yeah. That doesn't exist. Like, it's not like somebody was like, Hey, you can't do that anymore. But it was just like that. We're just not doing that anymore. Like blackboards. We're just not doing that anymore. Right. right? That, you know, it's funny you say that because it's just not doing that. It's funny you say that I'm looking at your marker board and thinking that it, at some point between when I graduated high school in 1998, when I started teaching in 2002, it, chalkboards disappeared. Yeah. It was yeah, like the, the, there was like a conscious decision. We're like, no, 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 these got to go. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. And I came into a classroom and I was like, well, I got a whiteboard in here. What do I have a whiteboard for? Right. And, and I see that as that's what's going to happen. It's going to be more of that. Like you won't be able to show a full length movie in class because students attention span is you know, 15 minutes max. Yeah. And it's going to have to be short clips. I mean, when you think about it too, 
the majority, the vast, vast majority of what students are learning right now isn't in your classroom. It's on Twitter, mm. right? It's on Instagram. It's on Discord. It's on Facebook. It's it's on YouTube. Like that's how they're consuming the vast majority of knowledge they get about the world, right? Maybe not history. Maybe maybe I still win in that category because they don't care about history outside of my classroom, and they shouldn't, right? Um, but they're learning through that digital content. So why aren't we as educators helping embrace that? Right, helping them find a way to use that sense of learning that they're getting from all these different sources, show them how that can be relevant in our classrooms. Yep. Right. So these younger students that are doing all these things, when they get to be in high school, like when your daughter gets to be in high school and, and my three-year-old son gets to be in high school, the stuff that they're gonna do, it, it will be the metaverse, right? Yeah, it'll like it'll right. blow people away. And it's the demand is gonna be there from not, I don't think it's gonna be as much from administration, but it's gonna be from students where yep. they're gonna yep. get into a class and they're gonna say, I'm not like this packet that you're giving me of paper. Like, I, can we try it this way? Yeah. You know, I'd really like to do this way because this is what I've been doing. This is what I've been learning. And right. they're going to be hungry for more. They're going to say this, you know, two hour movie about this topic. All right. That's cool and all, but I can do that at home. Right. Like I want to do some engaging, fun stuff. I want to interact with my peers. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think it's going to be any sort of edict from admin or from other teachers saying this is what we're doing from now on. But I, I really think the demand is going to be there, just like chalkboards. They just don't exist. Risographs, yeah. right? Like yeah. they don't exist. And there's going to be more of that, not less of that. Um, and I think it's customer driven in, you know, innovation, right? Yeah. Like the kids yeah. are the customers in a way. And and yeah. that it's going to be, you know, we don't want to take the, these classes. We don't have to take these classes. We're not going to take these classes because... They're not engaging. They're not interesting. They're not exciting. Or, you know, we have to take these classes, but you've got to make them interesting and exciting. Right. Yeah. And there's ways to do that now. Yep. Right. I mean, the only limitation for an educator in the classroom right now is their imagination. You know, if they have the proper funding, which a lot of schools have, there's been windfalls you know, of, of funding right. since COVID. Um, you know, the, the problem obviously is having the time to yeah. do things like yeah. Creating that murder mystery took me quite a bit of time to I bet, do, but the payoff is completely worth it, right? Yeah. Because I'm here 180 plus days a year, six hours a day. And like when I did that murder mystery, those six hours a day that I was doing that were, you know, chef's kiss. Yeah. They were yeah, just, yeah, right, they were right. such a blast. It was so much fun. And to me, that made it worth any time that I put into it. But even still, you know, creating digital content takes time. Yeah. But once you create it, you've created it. Yeah. And, and you learn some things along the way too, I'm sure. <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. You get some templates and things. Um, it, you know, it's funny. I think back. We were watching The Simpsons the other. My daughter and I were watching The Simpsons the other day, as as '80s and '90s kids. Uh, and there's an episode yes. where, where you know, Lisa th is thinking about the school of the future, and she puts on this helmet, and all of a sudden she's in virtual reality talking to Genghis Khan. And and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, we we have that now. Like yeah. That, oh, that was like in the '90s. That was like that was like. Can you imagine what the future is going to be like? You know, yeah. you know, hoverboards and flying cars and. Uh, and here we are. We actually have some of this stuff. Yeah, that's light work now. That's right. nothing. Right. Right. Yeah, that's... augmented reality, virtual reality. It's like these are things that, like, yes, you have these in your classroom. These are things that we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Christmas morning, uh, you know, forgot to do those pictures of Santa to, you know, yeah. show as, as he was, you know, the presents came from Santa. So I jump on my phone before my son wakes up and I just jump on Canva and I insert, I take a couple pictures and I insert Santa and it looks legit. In fact, yeah. you know, sent them to the grandparents and, they came back with, who'd you get to play Santa for you? Like, <laughs> that's great. My, my Photoshop, my, my, my digital skills aren't that great, but like the technology is there. I guess that's what I'm saying is the technology is there that it, 
something that took me two minutes on my phone, like really, really quick. So yeah. I could show myself like, Hey, look who came. It's Santa. Yeah. You know, I had my, I had hit my son's grandparents, my parents, like completely convinced like, Oh, who played Santa for you? That was nice of them. Yeah. Like that's cool stuff that we can do now. Like, yeah. That's, that's reality. Yeah. We went to the, my son is seven. We went to the, um, the winter classic, um, festival at city hall plaza. And there was a whole display that upper deck was doing on virtual playing cards. So they, you, you as a as a person could dress up. You could put on some of the equipment, and they take your photo and drop you in front of a green screen, and they, you know, design a, 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 a hockey card for you. And the line That's was awesome. in, the line was insane. And yeah. and he and I looked at it, and I said, "But we can do this at home. This is no big deal." So we yeah. did. Yeah. So, you know, we went home. We dropped the sheet on the wall and took a couple of pictures. And there's some there's some um, some apps that are out there that you can do these things with. You can do it with Canva or. There's one, yeah. I think it's called Rookies, I think is the name of the app. I've got it here on my phone still. Yeah, it's called Rookies. Um, and you can make your own cards. Uh, and then you can, you can, you can like download them or print them. And I'm showing you his. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Right? Like, how cool that's is awesome. that? And he, uh, he's like, Dad, um, do you have like cardstock paper at school that you can print <laughs> this with? And I'm like, oh, boy, I, uh, we're going to have to look into that <laughs> one. <laughs> and resources. Funny. But yeah, there's so much cool stuff you can do now. And it, I, gosh, it's this is a great time to be a teacher. It's an incredible time to be an educator. Yeah, working between the bells and being able to teach is so incredibly fun. Yeah. And every day I feel inspired. I get, I, I, you know, I get goosebumps in the morning when I wake up and I say, I get to do this lesson today. Yeah. Like super, super cool. Like yeah. I get to do this. Like this is going to, I know it's going to be fun. I know students are going to laugh. I know they're going to be engaged. I know they're going to learn. I know it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's awesome. And you can bring your own personality into it, right? You like Batman. Yeah. You like like Batman. You can bring in this Gotham City lesson. Um, yeah, uh, and I, and, you know, to go back kind of the beginning of the year. If you remember day one of teaching, yeah. how tough that was with a new group of students, yeah. right? Because they're hearing the same spiel from everyone, you know, with slight variations. These are my class expectations. This is what we're going to do this year, and that is tough. That's yeah. tough for the teacher, and it's tough for the student too. Right. Um, so this year, I made the plunge and I made a video. So students come in day one, and I had a seven-minute video that breaks down the class. Um, I dress in different character costumes, like I'm, I'm Batman in one of them, I'm Willy Wonka in another, like all in the same seven-minute video. It's me as a teacher talking to students in my classroom, and all those students are me with you know different costumes on. Yeah. And it it was a home run. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, yeah. students had to hold back laughing because they didn't want to be that one kid who's laughing. You know, like uh, I want to say I'm cool. I'm not laughing at the teacher. It's day one, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. smile because yeah, it's yeah. still funny. And I think that even from day one, just set the tone yeah. that, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're cranking digital tech. You know, we're learning 21st century learning design and we're going to navigate that world of digital literacy and we're going to have some fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it made me, you know, made my first day so much more comfortable because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to spend the whole day. And that after that first day, like, man, I lost my voice. Yeah. You know, anyone that's ever taught yeah. on day one of school knows that exact feeling. Yep. Yep. The rest, you don't use your vocal cords that first day you get after it. And the next day after, so the second day of school, everyone's talking like Phoebe from that, that one episode of uh, friends where she loses her voice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Child of the nineties. Yep. You remember that? Too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now this is all good stuff. Um, where can people find your, uh, your work online? Uh, on Twitter would be a great place. Um, at Tommy Dubs Ed Tech, uh, I post videos from YouTube up there as well, and uh, you know I'm constantly throwing in new ideas for uh, lessons and uh, because they happen all the time. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get, I get new ideas all the time because things are changing. Yeah, things are updating, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. That's great yeah. stuff. 
Soundtrap. Yeah, check out Soundtrap. Check out the Microsoft tools that we talked about. Um, some really great stuff out there if you use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, the sky's the limit, man. Yeah. The, the sky's the absolute limit. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great time to be an educator. It really is. It really is. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on being named MassQ's January Featured Educator. Thanks for having me, Brandon. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Get a Q podcast by MassQ. Here to educate, connect, and inspire.